Yes, sir. It is finally Friday, our favorite day of the week. Well, Sooner Football Saturdays, really, this time of the year. But we don't have an Oklahoma football game tomorrow, but we've got some good college football to talk about. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're having a great Friday. Mike Steely here at my home away from home, the one, the only, simply the best, Riverwind Casino where we've got a lot of things happening on this OEC Fiber Football Friday. We're checking in with Parker here in just one second. He is on the road as well. Big promotion happening here at Riverwind right now, all right? Through October 21st, patrons who purchase a pair of Beats and Bites Gin Blossoms tickets, you don't only get the Gin Blossoms, you get Tonic as well. You purchase two Beats and Bites tickets to the October 22nd show in person Here at the box office, you're going to receive the following. One official Beats and Bites t-shirt, all right? $5 in bonus play. You know, maybe you can win a big jackpot on that. One entry into a drawing for either a $250 entry into a November promotion, a $250 Riverwind gift card, $250 in bonus play, two concert tickets valid at the Showplace Theater, and two Thunder tickets plus one parking pass to their game november 8th that's if you come out here and you purchase a pair of beats and bites tickets to see the gin blossoms and tonic uh, again you're going to be entered into one of those drawings i talked about you're going to get an official beats and bites t-shirt and you are going to get five dollars in bonus play hopefully turn that into a lot more right so uh, come on out, purchase a pair of Beats and Bites tickets for the show October 22nd. I've said time and time and time again that this is the best entertainment value in the metro area. The Beats and Bites tickets are only 10 bucks a piece. You've got great local food trucks out there, great craft beer from Coop Ale Works. It is big time. So get on out and uh, get to the box office in person and take advantage of that great deal offered here at Riverwind. Don't forget, we've got a big-time show uh, coming up tomorrow night at the Showplace Theater with Carly Pierce in concert. Parker Thune, how we doing? What happened in Lee Summit, Missouri? How was everything for you? (laughs) Well, it was just a practice, Steely, so not a whole lot happened. But good opportunity to catch back up with the folks out there yesterday afternoon. Got to chat with Williams Winery. Got to chat with Kamari Moore. Uh, got to chat with Isaiah Mosey. So all in all, got exactly what I was looking for uh, on a Thursday afternoon. And then I'm looking forward this evening to getting to see Grant Bricks on a Friday night for the very first time. There you go. And uh, you were reporting that Winery is ready to flip, right? <laughs> yes, the flip is not only a certainty, but it is imminent. The imminent flip. We'll see what happens with Williams Winery down the stretch. Anyway, Parker is out on location. Uh, Grant Bricks tonight. Now, basically, everybody out there, FutureCast, and all these uh, predictions are coming in. Obviously, for Michael Boganowski, safety, linebacker, uh, obviously a hybrid defensive player, uh, four-star kid, really, really talented, projected to commit to Oklahoma next Thursday. A lot of uh, forecasts coming in for EPL. Eddie Pierre-Louis, the four-star offensive lineman. So you're feeling good about those two, I know. So talk about that and the fact that, again, uh, you're going to have a chance to talk with Grant Bricks, and where do you think he is? Yeah, with Bricks, it's, gosh, it's just so hard to tell. Like, I I'm at the point with that recruitment where I legitimately feel like it could be any of the three. 
between Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Kansas State just because the kid himself is quite unpredictable in the way that he goes about these things, the way that he's navigated the process. There's there's no way of knowing at this point in time, uh, knowing for certain at least, where that kid is going to pick in terms of his school of choice. Now, I will say this, I do feel good about Oklahoma's chances there because I do feel good about what Bill Biedenboe has been able to sell to Bricks and the opportunity for development in a potential professional future that he sees at Oklahoma, which is obviously uh, leaps and bounds above what he can be offered at a place like Nebraska or Kansas State. So uh, I'll have some more insight, I guess, I suppose on Monday when we're on the air again, but for the moment, man, I feel good about where Oklahoma stands in that race. It's just a matter of when does he decide. Because I can also I can also see Oklahoma as a staff getting to the point with Bricks where they're like, okay, we're not going to wait around anymore. We'll take the four, potentially five, offensive line commits that we have if you project a few weeks ahead and say, okay, Eddie Pierre-Louis is going to end up in this class. If that, If you're looking at it from that standpoint – Man, it's really, really tough to envision a situation in which you're you've gotten a late November, say early December, and Bricks is a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but one of the things we talked about yesterday on the air is you now how much is football priority for him? I I don't think it's entirely out of the question that Oklahoma could just elect to pack things in. Take Daniel Akinkumi, Isaiah Autry, Eugene Brooks, Josh Isosa, and potentially Eddie Pierre-Louis and just say, you know what, we're good at offensive line. So I, I would say if we get to the end of the month and this thing stretches into November and we still don't have a decision from Grant Bricks, that's about the point at which I'll figure he, he's probably going elsewhere. But for the moment, I still give Oklahoma the edge in that race, and uh, we'll see what the kid himself has to say this evening. All right, so the Sooners are off tomorrow. Obviously, they play UCF a week from tomorrow, 11 a.m. kick on ABC. I was thinking about all the Brent naysayers. Look, I get it. Oklahoma at 6-7, and seven, man, you can't handle that. Hadn't happened in 25 years. It was some bad football. There was bad game management. Uh, clearly, in one-score uh, games, they weren't very good. So people were questioning Brent Venables. But we had some people last year, I remember on the text line, Brent's not the guy, needs to go already. Those people, you know what they are? They're very impatient. Remember what Mark Mangino said last year during Oklahoma's struggle. Mark Mangino said Brent Venables was going to succeed in time. You know, this guy came up in a tough upbringing got a scholarship to go to Garden City. K-State took a chance on them at the time because they weren't very good. Let's let's call it like it was. When Bill Snyder first arrived, it was not a very good program. Brent came in, and with his work ethic and his excitement and his tenacity, helped turn K-State around and get it going in the right direction. So he's And he's worked his way up. He's not a guy that somebody just gave him a job because they liked him. And he understands what it takes to win at the, the Division One level. And that gets me back, uh, guys, to my original point. What if Brent would have came into Oklahoma? The fans are already in shock about their coach leaving town, their quarterback leaving town, others. What if he come in and say, well, you know, I evaluated the personnel. It's, you know, 
some of it's good, most of it's not. We got to recruit better. We're not. I think some people would have jumped off the ledge in Oklahoma. Am I right or am I wrong? Brent will never abandon Oklahoma. He's staying there for the long haul to win national championships and conference championships. And fans take warning. Don't abandon him. You'll be sorry. There you go. The great Mangino, Mike Mangino speaks right there, and certainly that's ringing true in Brent's second year. The Sooners off to a 6-0 start. Great victory over Texas last week, number five in the country. And you got some guys, Dylan Gabriel in the Heisman race. Uh, you got, uh, you know, clearly Danny Stutzman, very much a huge factor for the Butkus Award, Bednarik Award, we'll see. But so far, it's been a great start for Oklahoma. All right, Parker, I want to do this, though. And by the way, that is our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with those clinics that they've held for a long time in Norman and in Midwest City, now in Blanchard, Tuttle, and Newcastle, the Tri-City spot. And their full-service clinics are rated the very best. They serve, of course, everybody who has a issue with an injury uh, at a very high level, they treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries with a great reputation at Ortho Central. But, you know, you only have so long. I mean, you can make fun of Longhorn fans all year long, but really it's, it's still time to do it this week. And I posted this. I saw I can't remember the account that I found it, but the, uh, the Texas YouTube dude who was – here's what the guy was doing, all right? He's on a YouTube channel. He's he's watching the OU Texas game last week, and he's got people in his chat that he's chatting with during the game. All right, so he basically they're commenting on every play, and the the edit that came down it's a TikTok video. You're going to hear him react to uh, the Texas touchdown pass to the tight end. Then you're going to hear him react to Oklahoma's goal line stand. Then you're going to hear him go crazy on the Jonathan Brooks touchdown. Then you're going to see him dying or hear him dying on the Dylan Gabriel touchdown pass. And then you're going to hear the actual death on the final play of the game. So I called this the uh, Texas YouTube meltdown. And, again, the plays, the pass to the tight end for Texas for a TD, OU's goal line stand, Jonathan Brooks touchdown, DG game winner, and the final play. Here's how it sounded when this dude was live on YouTube. Play fake. Ewers. Ewers. A wide open receiver. That's a touchdown. Come on. He didn't get it. He didn't get in. He didn't get in, Jack. They're going to hand the ball off. Go. Go, Brooks. Go, Brooks. Go, baby. Jonathan Brooks. Touchdown. Gabriel. Wide open. And it's a they're gonna bring pressure, man. Ewers. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's in the end zone. To be honest with you, they lost. They lost. There you go. The uh, Texas YouTube meltdown. That was a masterpiece right there, Parker Thune. I, you probably, I think everybody's probably seen the video by now. But that, that you know, I don't know if they, you can put TikTok videos in the Louvre, but. That needs to be the first one. What do you think? <laughs> That's just the fact that people do that, Steely. The fact that people sit there and watch games in front of, I, I, 
I don't know what is more embarrassing, the fact that you actually sit there and watch games on camera or the fact that there are people out there who will actually watch you watch a game. Like you're watching someone watch a game. What is the possible entertainment value in that? I'm lost, Steely. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I, I think those people's in, people in, like the chat, watching a dude watch a live game are called losers. That's that's what I've been told anyway. All right, we're here. Hey, what, what, casino. When we have gotten to the go point ahead. as a society where our use of the internet. Our use of social media and our use of all things digital is so excessive that we are watching people watch games. I I don't know what to do at this point, Steely. I don't know what to say for the future of humanity. I, I'm with you all. The, the demise is near. The end is near. No doubt. No doubt about it. All right, here at Riverwind, it is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. I am out here. Parker's on the road. We want to hear from you. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. As usual, thanks to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for uh, sponsoring hour number one, 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Let's take a quick break. Come back and... We've got some big national games to talk about. We're going to hear what Josh Heupel has to say about Dylan Gabriel this season. That's up next right here on The Ref. Here at Riverwind on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. New shows at the Showplace Theater with tickets on sale. They went on sale this morning. Ron White's going to have two shows uh, December 30th. No coupons for that. It's uh, tickets only. Ron White at 7 and 10 p.m. December 30th. Midland on New Year's Eve, December 31st. Scotty McCreary, February 23rd. Those tickets just went available this morning. Tickets are available online at riverwind.com. You can come by and get them, obviously, at the box office right there in front of the Showplace Theater. Or you can get them by phone. Here is the number by phone to get those tickets, 405-322-6464. Always something happening at Riverwind Casino. The uh, big drawings for the Friday Night Frights uh, happening tonight. Come on out, win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. Parker Thune, AP, Big 12, Mid-Season Awards. Coach of the first half of the season, Brent Venables. Offensive player of the year, quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Linebacker of the year. Now, these are the Mid-Season Awards, obviously. Linebacker Danny Stutzman. Also, the top first-year freshman, Peyton Bowen, Sooner safety. So Oklahoma cleaning up there. So, uh, you know, you play great football, and the Sooners, well, they played really good football. I don't think they played their best football. But to be 6-0 and and avenge that Texas loss from a year ago, be number five in the country, you're going to reap some rewards. And, you know, not like they get trophies or anything for these, but, no, I, I – who else would you put in the in those slots? I can't think of anybody else. Well, shoot, Steely, it's a pretty stark difference from the preseason ballots in which the Sooners only had, what, one preseason one, yeah, Big 12 yeah. player? Ethan Downs? Uh-huh. And we, like, we all knew at the time 
that wasn't going to be the case come the end of the season. We knew the Sooners would have several All-Big 12 performers. We counted on Dylan Gabriel having the season that he's had, although I don't know if any of us anticipated that he would have the clutch gene that he demonstrated last Saturday. That was a statement from Dylan Gabriel. But we knew Billy Bowman was better than folks were giving him credit for. Obviously, we knew Peyton Bowen was going to be in the mix for freshman of the year. But when you consider the breakout performances from guys like Andrell Anthony, like Gentry Williams, even to a lesser extent, a guy like Tawi Walker, the Sooners have had numerous individuals step up and exceed expectations throughout the first half of the season, and that's buoyed them significantly. You saw each of those guys have an impact last week against Texas, and admittedly the schedule is a little bit tougher down the stretch here, but the Sooners are in position come the postseason to have numerous representatives on the all-Big 12 first team. No doubt about it, and uh, so, so, so far so good for Oklahoma uh, obviously, they have the weekend off, came at a great time after, you know, the Texas game is usually the most physical game of the year that you're going to play. So it was a perfect time for Oklahoma to get the bye week, get ready for UCF coming up a week from tomorrow, 11 a.m. on ABC. Okay, speaking of UCF, Josh Heupel was at UCF. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel was the quarterback. Josh doing a really good job at Tennessee right now. He was asked on the SEC conference call this week about his former QB, Dylan Gabriel, and Josh said he's not been surprised by what DG is doing. Dylan's a, a winner, um, you know, somebody that you know has been playing uh, as well as anybody. Uh, certainly had uh, has had a, a great start to the the season this year. He's relentless in the way that he works off the field, uh, on the practice field, and competes that way uh, every single Saturday. And and uh, he's extremely bright. He gets the ball out quick. He's extremely accurate with the football. A great decision maker. Got an ability to, to rally the guys around him, too, because of his infectious energy. No doubt, it, uh, as Tiro called it, a uh, legacy you know, drive for Dylan Gabriel in the Cotton Bowl last week. And here's a guy that has taken a lot of uh, criticism. And look, some of it, uh, you can see why. Sometimes he had some overthrows, and he hasn't been totally accurate. But overall, he's been a, he was a solid quarterback for Oklahoma, Last year, I think he's been a really good quarterback for OU this year. And, again, what I like about this team, Parker, and because you can nitpick anything. Well, it was 23 of 38. It doesn't matter, man. The okay. game's on the line, and Texas is a really good football team. I'm not. This isn't, you know, one of those old Texas teams that completely uh, wilts and they're totally wimpy. Uh, the Sooners still won, you know, the, uh, the physical battle, which was huge obviously, but when the game was on the line, just like those people saying, a few Texas fans, well, Oklahoma gave up 525 yards or whatever. What happened when they had to make plays? This is why I like this football team because they're not playing their best. And I know Sark and every Texas fan is saying, oh, well, it was like Texas played their worst game ever. But Oklahoma didn't bring their A game. They probably didn't bring their B game either. Yet... They won that by being the tougher team and being the more clutch team, and that's what I like about this team so far, Parker, what I saw in that department last week. I mean, what more can you do 
then make the plays that matter the most. Sure, I, everybody would have loved it if Oklahoma could have come out and pummeled Texas up and down the football field and kind of harken back to one of those old-time blowouts, the likes of which we saw in 2003 or 2011, for instance. But that was never realistic. That was a Texas football team that is exceptionally talented, especially relative to recent years, and they were always going to give the Sooners all they could handle, and they certainly did that. They weren't uh, without mistakes. They were by no means error-free on the day, but the Longhorns had the bodies, they had the Jimmys and Joes to be able to give the Sooners problems for 60 minutes. And ultimately what it came down to is one guy, one unit, Dylan Gabriel and the Oklahoma offense making plays and making plays on a very constricted timetable. And they were able to do that, and it was able to vault them, and it, it vaulted them ahead on the scoreboard and ultimately come out on top. That's pretty much all you can ask for in a situation like that. You're never going to play a perfect football game. The Sooners won the turnover battle in that game 3 to nothing. They minimized mistakes. And despite it all, you had a close football game down the stretch. You had a game that somebody had to go and win, and the Sooners went and won it. Yeah, clearly the biggest win of Dylan Gabriel's uh, career, no doubt about it. And uh, Sooner fans, you got to love that because it makes it easier to do it the next time. If you're in Arlington, it uh, doesn't mean you're always going to do it, but I think uh, maybe uh, the nerves are a little less than they were. He didn't look look really that nervy on that drive Saturday with the plays he made. He was outstanding, and he rushed for 113 yards as well. All right, if you're in your 40s or older and you're thinking about, you know what, man, this, this eyesight's not what it used to be, I want to tell you about the new LASIK, or as we call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent fix to your vision needs, unlike LASIK, which many times will leave patients needing those old man reading glasses or adjusting to monovision. Lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery. Best part of the whole deal with lens replacement, you never are going to require a cataract surgery. Not going to happen. Lens replacement, the new LASIK, it is a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. All right, we're just getting warmed up here. we got the dumbass clip of the week coming up, by the way, and we've got your text. We're going to go there oh, next. Oh, come on, baby. 405-651-3439. 405 651 3439 Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. OEC Fiber Football Friday. We are here again at one of my favorite places on the planet. The one, the only, simply the best Riverwind Casino, OKC's finest casino experience. Voted that way year after year after year after year. They are awesome. My man Reed out of here told me about a great deal for you. Now through October 21st, patrons who purchase a pair of Beats and Bites tickets to the uh, Gin Blossoms and Tonic Show in person at the box office are going to receive a Beats and Bites official T-shirt, $5 in bonus play, and you'll get an entry into a drawing for one of the following. 250 entries into a promotion for November $250 Riverwind gift card, $250 in bonus play, two concert tickets, 
and two Thunder tickets and a parking pass to Oklahoma City's game November 8th. One of those, you'll get one entry into one of those promotions, but you're getting an official Riverwind Beats and Bites T-shirt and a $5 in bonus play, and maybe you turn that into a huge jackpot out here at Riverwind Casino. So, again, purchase, purchase a pair of tickets in person at the Showplace Theater uh, for the Gin Blossoms Tonic Show, October 22nd, outdoors, Beats and Bites, final show of the season, right there on the Coupale Works Beats and Bites stage. And uh, you will get also the official Beats and Bites T-shirt free. Okay, dumbass clip of the week. You know it's going to be somebody who, uh, who loves the Longhorns and was very disappointed in the Cotton Bowl outcome last Saturday. And, yes, that person does get the dumbass clip of the week. Nash Talks, Texas. Here we go. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> Texas, really, at the end of the day, like, in my opinion, okay, y'all can call me crazy for thinking this or whatever. We beat the we beat the ever-loving <laughs> out of Oklahoma today. We beat the <laughs> out of that team. And we lost! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. <clears throat> What a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> there you go, your dumbass clip of the week, brought to you by dumbasses. They're dumb and they're asses. And I think we should fit in the uh, Texas YouTube meltdown one more time because it uh, it pairs very well with the dumbass clip of the week. It's like the perfect wine with that audio meal. So... One more time, the uh, the Texas dude who is live streaming the game and uh, talking to people, uh, losers, in the chat uh, during the game and uh, reacted uh, very angrily when the Sooners won the game. Here it is. Play fake. Ewers. Ewers. A wide open receiver. That's a touchdown. Come on. He didn't get it. He didn't get in. He didn't get in, chat. They're going to hand the ball off. Go. Go, Brooks. Go, Brooks. Go, baby. Jonathan Brooks. Touchdown. Gabriel. Wide open. And it's a touchdown. They're going to bring pressure, man. Viewers. I don't even know if that's in the end zone, to be honest with you. They lost. They lost. There you go, the Texas YouTube meltdown right there. Pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, um, we've got some interesting matchups in college football happening this weekend. Really, the number one game is the Oregon at Washington game, 2.30 on ABC. The Ducks at the Huskies, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., pair of Heisman candidates going at it there in that matchup, 2.30 on ABC. Sooner fans are most interested in seeing the demise of Muleshoe and USC playing at Notre Dame. Now, the problem is Notre Dame has been struggling. They lost to Louisville last week. They lost that game to Ohio State when the Buckeyes scored the, uh, the final touchdown of the game. Notre Dame had 10 defensive players out there. Hasn't been a a great year for Marcus Freeman. I think Sam Hartman has been a disappointment so far. The quarterback who came in from Wake Forest for Notre Dame. That game, 6.30 on NBC tomorrow night. You've got Arkansas at Alabama. I love me some Sam Pitt, and I like an old Colbert, too. But 
Arkansas fans are going to need a lot of those. Alabama, you know, getting better, and uh, that's an 11 a.m. game on ESPN from Tuscaloosa. Arkansas and the Tide going at it tomorrow early uh, again at 11 a.m. on ESPN. You've got A&M playing at Tennessee. How great, by the way, and I'm sure most of you have seen, if you've been on social media, the uh, the Aggie cheerleaders practicing yell practice calls. Now, I've been to a A&M midnight yell session, and uh, did it feel very cultish? Yes, very much so. The Aggies have some very crazy traditions that are way out there, man. Like, they are from another planet. But as goofy as they are, that video is so good, though. I mean, if you haven't seen it, A&M cheerleaders, the male cheerleaders, um, and, uh, you know, going through the drills for midnight yell practice, it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker, can you handle the text duties today? Is that is that good? I am more than happy to handle text duties, Steely. Give me one second to get the text line in front of me. But we haven't gone to the text line yet, you, so I would imagine you, we got You saw the A&M cheerleader video, right? Of course. Who hasn't seen the A&M cheerleader video? It's, what it's a kind of like, yeah, bunch of It kind of resurfaced, right? But, yeah, it's... It's so odd that you have to watch it like five times, you know, and it's still creepy. But I don't know which one I watch. Well, I watch the uh, Texas YouTube meltdown more. But um, and like I said, I've been to a midnight yell practice, and I've seen that in action. And you didn't participate, did you? No, 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 no. I I was dating a girl who went to A and M a long, long, a long time ago. I mean, nineties, and A and M played at Oklahoma. Do you want to go to midnight yell practice? You know, you're you're trying to sure. Why not? And then it was like, oh my, what in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Is what you're thinking. All right, let's get to some text. To the text line we go. For the very first time. Stillwater Sooner says Saturday's game in South Bend could be a tarmac game for Alex Grinch. Well, uh, I don't know who's going to fire him because based on his comments this week, doesn't sound like Mule Shoe is. No. Um, I like the tarmac game reference, though. It was, uh, it was Lane Kiffin who got fired Lane by Kiffin. Pat Hayden on the tarmac. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. 405 651 Thirty-four, thirty-nine. 39 Chevrolet text line. Gunny of Army says, Steely, how does it feel saying that? I've been to a midnight yell. That sounds horrible. You know, it was, uh, I'll just say it was an interesting experience. That's it. At least I can say I saw it, but it's kind of like saying, it's, it's kind of like, it feels like, how you might feel if you'd seen like an alien spacecraft or something, something not from this earth. That's kind of what it felt like. A listener in the 405 would like to know, why wasn't Parker in London for the Daniel Akinkunmi announcement? Well, that one is not in the budget, monetarily or with respect to time, unfortunately. But boy, wouldn't I have loved that, a trip to London? I'm curious to see whether Bill Biedenboe makes an in-home visit with Daniel Akinkunmi. 
Is he going to be able to set aside enough time to fly 4,500 miles across the pond? If anybody personifies what London, England is all about, it's Bill Bedenboe. That man, you know, you guys called him Mr. Worldwide. I agree, not Pitbull. It is Bill Bedenboe. And that man, like I said, he's a star. He's a star. Remember, when said, I'm not going anywhere. I got a home of Grand Lake. I love it here. <laughs> that is a dude who you even forgive his Texas Tech past. You forgive Emmett Jones, his Texas Tech past. Muleshoe, hell no. Guilty. Marshall in Woodle, Oklahoma, asks, can we acknowledge the drastic improvement from BV in time management? Very impressive from last year. Amen. Amen. He's been unbelievable. And you can tell he's more involved with the defense. Uh, he, he seemed to get more involved late last year, too. But, you know, I, I know it sounds crazy. Well, it shouldn't sound crazy. But anytime you're adjusting to a new job and you're fully in charge, you can be a great coordinator, and Brent certainly was. But it, there's an adjustment period there, too. Now, some of those games last year, yeah, I remember Brent. the look on Brent's face in the Cotton Bowl was like, uh, okay, what are we doing here? But this year, I mean, you just know with his work ethic and his passion that they were going to figure that out. Doesn't mean they're going to go out and beat everybody. So far they have. But you just know that he's a guy that can identify a problem and fix it. And, you know, for the most part this season, they certainly have. That's been a really good observation. All right, break time right here at Riverwind. The 80K Friday night price promotion is happening tonight. Hey, you'll be screaming, too, if you win a share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play, right? It's all happening tonight here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Break time right here. Come back. More of your texts on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans. Here we go. It is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Happy to be out here as always at the one, the only Riverwind Casino. 80K Friday night sprites drawing tonight. Get on out of here when you share of eighty thousand dollars in cash and bonus play. Anybody can win. Get on out of here, and then you have a big show coming up at the Showplace Theater tomorrow night with Carly Pierce in concert. We have a Beats and Bites show with the Gin Blossoms and Tonic. Happening October 22nd. I told you about the deal. My man Reed was over here right before we fired it up today telling me about this uh, big deal where patrons can purchase a pair of Beats and Bites uh, tickets to that show, the Gin Blossoms and Tonic, in person, in person at the box office and receive a Beats and Bites official T-shirt free, plus $5 in bonus play, and one entry into some great, great contests and drawings here at Riverwind Casino. So get on out to the casino. Have yourself a great lunch here at Beats and Bites or the Food Court. River Buffet features uh, steak night tonight, seafood night tomorrow night. And uh, get on out of here. Buy those Beats and Bites tickets for the October 22nd show. The Coupel Works stage is going to be lit up with gin blossoms and tonic October 22nd. Purchase those tickets again in person at the box office. Get the official Beats and Bites T-shirt for free, $5 in bonus play, and one entry into another big drawing here at Riverwind. 405-651-3439. Ken Implemeyer Chevrolet text line. 
handling those duties, the one, the only, Parker Thune. On the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, K-Dub in the 918 says, I wouldn't base anything in reality off Mule Shoe's comments. His comments after we lost to Oklahoma State made me think he would retire as the coach at OU. Instead, he supposedly made a life-altering decision in the span of eight hours. So basically what K-Dub in the 918 is saying is don't take it for granted that Alex Grinch's job is secure for the remainder of the season. Mule Shoe does lie. Yes, he uh, he is a lying liar. Big All right, 405-651-3439. Big Rich in OKC says, basically, Mule Shoe is the snake from the Jungle Book. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate. It's pretty first accurate there. time texter from the 918 says, how long before Steely, Uncle, and the rest of the OU fan base start thanking USC and Mule Shoe for pushing OU to bring on BV? Yeah, I I like that. I you know I think uh, I think most Sooner fans felt that it was more of just the the deceit and the way it all went down that that it wasn't because OU fans they were disgruntled. Now they loved the offense, but it became a situation where you had to have you know some incredible players make unbelievable plays for you to save the defense. You know when they had Isaiah Thomas and they had Perion Winfrey and Nick Benito and. DTY and, you know, Brian Osimo, some guys like that. Occasionally they played decent defense, right? But they were, they, Oklahoma fans could see the writing on the wall. It was going to be exciting. You were still going to win a lot of games, get a lot of great quarterbacks in, but you weren't going to be tough enough and uh, have enough defense to slug it out with a heavyweight. So, but the anger comes from the dude who was handed the keys to the Mercedes and basically said, no, thanks, I don't want him, and did it in a very uh, – sinister is probably too strong of a word, but it just was not handled well. That's it. Wolf in the 405 says, I went in 2006 to an A&M midnight yell practice. I didn't see the point of having it. It, it's it's very weird. The jokes are bad. The cheers are bad. But all of those Aggies, believe me, they're 100% into them. And uh, you kind of felt like you were at some compound somewhere in a cult, like, oh, my gosh, can I escape this place? Uh, it was it was interesting. I'll just say that. I Seriously, I'm kind of glad that I got to experience it, but... It was both uh, interesting and horrifying at the same time, if that makes sense. Kevin from the 469 says, The Aggies have a tradition for everything except winning. Mm-hmm. Well, remember the bonfire obviously was huge. Texas week, and then you had the tragedy, and the bonfire was gone. But they, uh, there is nobody out there in the world of college athletics who has the kind of uh, rituals that they have at A&M. I mean, they're, they're in their own world with that stuff. Sooner finish in Raleigh, North Carolina says, oh, Muleshoe will never fire Grinch because he will never admit he was wrong, and he hired Grinch all by himself. 
Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, eventually, uh, big boosters and people of importance at USC who are probably already somewhat disgruntled are going to get very disgruntled, and that's when, you know, he, he would have to make that move. <clears throat> you know, if they go get beats, uh, you know, Notre Dame, which has been a decent offensive team, but kind of disappointing. And if, if Notre Dame went out there and won, you know, 56 to 20, 28 or something, then it would be interesting to see what might happen. A listener in the 405 says, Hey, Steely, the Longhorn fans this week sound a lot like Gary Barnett back in the day when Bob Stoops famously told him, If you want mulligans, go play golf. <laughs> yep. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff, no doubt. All right, uh, we are out of time for our first hour. I am here at Riverwind Casino. It's great to be out here on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. No Sooners game, clearly. Everybody knows that uh, tomorrow. But a week from tomorrow, 11 a.m. on ABC, we'll talk about some of the national games again uh, with Parker coming up hour number two. We also have our buddy Brandon Drum coming on at 135 on the Riverwind Casino hotline. Oregon, Washington, SC, Notre Dame. A&M, Tennessee, Miami, North Carolina. Got Missouri and Mark Stoops in Kentucky and Lexington tomorrow. Got some good ones uh, to talk about. So want to thank uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour. Tim Lasher, as I've always said, super reliable as a Sooner kicker. So is his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Heating and air needs, you need those addressed. You need the best in the business to come uh, fix those for you. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405 405- 579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. Another hour to go. Keep it here on the home of Sooner fans. Okay, we're back. Hour number two. I am here at Riverwind Casino. So happy it's an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Let's go, everybody. Let's get a little football uh, happening tonight. We do have uh, Tulane at Memphis, 6 o'clock on ESPN. Fresno at Utah State, 7 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Stanford against Prime, Coach Prime in Colorado, 9 o'clock on ESPN. There's no way that game's starting at 9 o'clock. I mean, Tulane and Memphis, unless they play the fastest game, fastest in the history of college football. Uh, So I would say 9.20, maybe 9.30 for Stanford, Colorado. Last night, Dana Holgerson and uh, Houston defeated uh, West Virginia 41-39. Stephon Johnson, uh, the transfer from Oklahoma State, uh, caught the winning touchdown pass. West Virginia had scored with 12 seconds left, and then Houston comes back, and they win it on the Hail Mary. Pretty good game for David uh, Aguebu, if you watched last night as well. He's been pretty good for Houston. And uh, SMU beat East Carolina 31-10 last night all right our man brandon drum coming up at 135 uh hour number two presented by oklahoma generators you can reach them at 405-321-6631 or online at okgen.com they are oklahoma's most experienced service and sales staff in this area and they're currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations all right riverwind casino this weekend Always something happening. Big drawing tonight. Get out here. Hear your name called in the 80K Friday Night Frights promotional drawings happening on Friday nights this month. They've got a big uh, drawing for 20K. 
uh, on Saturday, October 28th, and they have a big costume contest that night as well. And we have tickets for new shows at the Showplace Theater going on sale. They're on sale right now. Went on sale this morning. Ron White, two shows, December 30th, Midland on New Year's Eve. Tickets are on sale there as well. Scotty McCreary in February, February 23rd. Those tickets are available online at riverwind.com or in person at the box office. And you can call and get those tickets, too. They went on sale this morning, so get on the phone if you have to, 405-322-6464. All right, uh, Parker's with me. He's on the road. Grant Bricks is next up. Saw the uh, the kids at Lee's Summit yesterday at practice. Um, and, you know, there's some pretty good uh, – Kamari Moore already committed to Oklahoma for next year. The Sooners would love to flip williams Winery. And I would say the Atabore kid looks pretty good. PJ, right? Uh, so far, having an outstanding freshman season. You know he's only going to get better. Former Sooner Tony Casillas on the 365 Sports Podcast said the other day, he believes a lot of recruits have to really love this defense. It's a run blitz, pass blitz type of defense. And as a player, I'll tell you this right now, as a defensive player, you know, I really couldn't say that in the last 10 years. You guys alluded to it. You know, you come to Oklahoma, you're going to have fun playing on the, the defense. I mean, it's everything that a defensive player wants to play. You have a chance to make a lot of big plays, and really that's what you thrive on as a defensive player. So I am just really just uh, – it's amazing what they've done in, in two years. All right, Parker, you know, uh, when Brent got here, you know, you're able to sign some some really solid defensive players right off the bat, and he's doing that because of his reputation. Jaron Canick was committed to Clemson, decided, you know what, uh, once Dabo cleared it, Brent said, yeah, we're not taking it. He came to Oklahoma on his own, right? Uh, now, you've lost a guy like Derek LeBlanc, but you look how they've recruited in this, in this class on the defensive line and with P.J., uh, last year, and Peyton Bowen, some of the really good, the linebackers look like they're going to be really good. And that was on Brent and, and Todd Bates' reputation. But you also dealt with 6-7, and seven, and now you're 6-0, and oh, you're fifth in the country. And uh, if you're a defensive player, and as Tony C. said right there, man, they are making a lot of plays and they're very aggressive. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how much even better this defensive recruiting can be for Brent and company. Well, and you're seeing it at all three levels right now, too. It's not as if Oklahoma has a very conspicuous liability at any position group on the defensive side of the ball. So what was the one thing that we remarked on at the end of the 2023 cycle and another thing that we have continually remarked on in the 2024 recruiting cycle, it's the balance with which Oklahoma is recruiting the defensive side of the ball. And that is something that Oklahoma fans are not accustomed to seeing. They are not accustomed to seeing their program recruit at a high level with such balance across the defense. But you've now seen it two classes in a row for Brent Venables and this new OU staff. So as they continue to excel on Saturdays on the defensive side of the ball, and they continue to recruit with balance, this defense is only going to get better and better and better, Steely, and recruiting is only going to get easier and easier and easier. There is so much potential for momentum 
as the Sooners sit here at six and zero, not just on the field but on the recruiting trail. That I mean, you this you could not have scripted it any better for the Sooners in the months of September and October. This is just what the doctor ordered, and you have a symbiotic relationship, right, between recruiting and play on the football field. You recruit well, it impacts your play on the football field. You play well on the football field, it has a positive impact on your recruiting. So the Sooners are doing both of those things well as things stand right now, and I anticipate that in both of those aspects, things are only going to continue to get better and better. Yeah, I'm with you, and, and I like the point. There's They're really doing it, you know, on the D-line, linebacker, defensive back. They're going to get Michael Boganowski committed next Thursday, four-star kid, uh, safety, linebacker, cheetah. What do you think uh, OU, you know, is how they're planning on playing him? The good thing about Boganowski is it sounds like clearly he's – He's a versatile kid on that side of the football. He's very versatile, and he's a big-bodied safety. He's a guy that a lot of other programs are recruiting at linebackers. So what you're doing is you're basically adding a safety that has a linebacker's physique. And there's so much that you can do with a player like that. That is, uh, and I, I don't know if out of position is the right word, but physically capable of playing a position that requires a larger body type than the position that he is playing. You're getting an extra linebacker on the field in the defensive backfield whenever you have Boganowski on the gridiron. So uh, I I think one thing that stands out to me, too, about the way that the Sooners have recruited in Venable's tenure is that they've just done a tremendous job recruiting good, versatile athletes. And... You've seen them recruit some guys like Eric McCarty, Cade McIntyre, for instance, Andy Bass as well. Just like, look, we don't know what you are when you get here. But what we do know is that you're a heck of an athlete and you're going to help our program in some capacity. And the more of those guys that you can have on your roster, the more guys that offer you personnel flexibility on either side of the football and can create matchup nightmares – the better off you're going to be. The more things open up for your offense, the more things open up for your defense as well. Yeah, and uh, he would be big for a safety, but and he's played there, obviously, and at linebacker and other spots uh, there in the state of Kansas. Uh, highly ranked four-star kid. I really like a big physical safety, and you can talk about Roy Williams playing there, and you know he kind of played the cheetah spot, obviously, for OU back in the day. Uh, Brandon Average would hit you guy like in the nfl um david fulcher you may not remember that name but he was a really big safety that would that could cover and could hit you too who was it uh cosell used to to say was the safety who plays like a linebacker oh it's donnie shell of the steelers so maybe he can fill that role and uh you know you like having those chess pieces you can move around a little bit all right uh you want to get a few texts in before we break 405-651 3439 Meyer Chevrolet text line. Let's do uh, let's get as many in as we can. Yeah, we can hit the text line here. Kevin in Tulsa says Texas fans are crying criers, boomer. Um Scary Gary says, Can y'all believe Xavier Worthy is talking so much crap? He doesn't even like Texas. He tried to get the heck out of there. 
Yeah, that was interesting. Remember rumors that he might even, uh, you know, wind up at Oklahoma. I don't know how crazy the rumors were, but those were flying around. But, yeah, he commented on the Instagram post with uh, Danny Stutzman and Brent modeling the uh, that T-shirt that Danny has out there now. And uh, he said something about those beep, beep, act like they won the Super Bowl, I think was the, uh, the quote. <laughs> I haven't seen anything new, but, man, i tell you what. We get the Sooners, Texas, round two, which more than likely we will. Um, there's It's going to be spicy in Arlington, too. There I mean, is it, so it, it much always is. Oh, my gosh. Not only that, but, you know, Texas has there been, you know, Sark, hey, congratulations to Oklahoma. Here's why we lost. Here's why we lost. Here's why we lost. Here's why we lost. You know. Um, and so much of that, that that's fuel for OU, and Texas certainly has fuel. That, that could be uh, – that's going to be a nasty game if they get together again, which, you know, we think they probably will. I think Oklahoma's in really good shape. We'll see uh, what happens with the Horns. A listener in the 918 says, Hey, Steely, big OU fan here. Who does OU play tomorrow? What time and what channel? <laughs> Hey, you guys. Uh, hey, I've been following the Sooners for about 25 years. This is an off-the-air call. Yeah, all the way back to the days of Bud Wilkinson. Hey, who, by the way, what what time's the game? What what channel's it on? So you always <laughs> used to get some of those. I know TJ still gets some, too. So anyway, all right, let's get uh, – got time for one more. EJ from Louisiana sums it up real well with regard to Michael Boganowski. He says, sounds like Bogo is an SEC safety and a Big 12 linebacker. That's about that, the sum I and like that. Of Very well put. Very well put. Yes. All right. Here at Riverwind, OEC Fiber Football Friday. And uh, so glad it's the weekend. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed the weekends a little bit more than the weekdays. I don't know about you. Maybe I'm uh, outside the norm, but I, I do enjoy the weekends a little bit more than the weekdays. All right, break time. And when we get back, Baker Mayfield talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's played really good football so far. They've got a big game with 4-1 and one Detroit coming to 3-1 and one Tampa Bay. That's a 3 p.m. game coming up this weekend on Fox. We'll hear what Baker has to say about the matchup and more when we get back right here on The Ref. We are back here at Riverwind. There is a, a legendary band that was just out here. Foreigner on their Greatest Hits Tour. Last week, week ago, at the Showplace Theater. We've got Carly Pearson concert uh, here at the Showplace Theater coming up tomorrow night. We have the 80K Friday Night Frights drawing happening tonight. It's always a great night to come out and have a meal at Riverwind as well. They've got so many choices. The uh, River Buffet tonight, steak night, tomorrow night, seafood night, great brunch on Sunday. All your favorites uh, during the rest of the week when they're open at the River Buffet. But it is, uh, it's awesome. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. I'm right out here in front of Chips and Ales. Got a great menu. Uh, really a cool place to watch the game as well. And the food court is newly renovated. You're not going to miss any of the games over there. It is really, really nice. When I walked by that place after it was renovated, I was like, man, <laughs> that's an upgrade right there. So you get a lot of choices out here at Riverwind Casino. Parker Thune is a, a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
And uh, we talked about, you think about some of the greats in their respective sports. Most people would tell you, particularly since we've seen what has happened with Bill Belichick since Tom Brady left New England, most people would tell you, Tom Brady, if he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, he's right there. You know, the record speaks for itself. Also won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. But Tom Brady retires. Baker Mayfield is the next starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. It's kind of like when Cal Ripken Jr. was done, Ryan Miner, you know, was the guy who replaced uh, Cal Ripken Jr. So some pretty cool notes in Sooner history there. But Baker Mayfield is also playing really good football for Tampa Bay so far. They host the Lions coming up Sunday, 3 o'clock on Fox. Fox, And uh, the Lions are 4-1. Dan Campbell's team's really good. They're playing great football, and they're tough. The Tampa Bay's 3-1 and one as well, and Baker's played great. Now, Baker said, you know, after his stint with the Rams that he was looking around, and Tampa Bay is one of the organizations he targeted. And uh, Tampa Bay, you know, they, they liked kind of what they saw with Baker earlier in his career with Cleveland, clearly, and he played really pretty solid football for the Rams uh, in that brief stint last year. So here is... Baker talking about why he thought Tampa Bay would be a good fit. Just honestly watch, watching how they were over the years, knowing Coach Bowles and the interactions I had with him coming out of the draft and just knowing the organization now, just knowing what the standard is, the culture, all the things that it takes a lot of hard work to have that that, that groundwork laid. Um, and just coming in here and they've always said uh, from the beginning, just be myself and uh, be the best version. And that's that's what, you know, when you allow people to be confident in that and believe that's more than enough to have success, the good things will happen. And so they've been uh, obviously really welcoming since the beginning. There you go. Uh, Parker Thune, it looks like Baker Mayfield's having fun playing football again. It looks more like the Baker we saw, you know, when he was playing well at Cleveland, clearly when he was playing great at the University of Oklahoma. And uh, so far, so good for Baker with the Bucks. Well, Steely, they've already won three football games, so that's at least good enough to keep them out of the hunt for the number one overall pick and ensure that I won't have to live in a world where I have Caleb Williams and Mule Shoe in the uh, apparel of my favorite team. So, not that I would mind Caleb Williams, but I could not root for Mule Shoe. So, uh, glad at the very least that Baker has elevated Tampa Bay out of the company that many expected them to be in throughout the 2023 season which was in the running for the number one overall pick i know it's way early to be talking about playoffs i mean i can hear jim moore in the back of my head yelling playoffs playoffs but uh they look good man baker looks good uh he's got weapons in that tampa bay offense and it's just nice to see him finally thriving with some stability yeah, that win at New Orleans could prove to be very big, no doubt. So they've, they've got a good shot to get there, no doubt. And, you know, you, you think about what's happened with Baker, and, you know, he leads the, Brown the Browns to the playoffs, which is great, playing great. Uh, then when he injures his shoulder, things changed. He tried to play through it, didn't play well, clearly wasn't the same. Carolina was a disaster, didn't have long enough to really know the playbook. They weren't very good. They had Christian McCaffrey and very little else, and then Christian McCaffrey's gone out to the 49ers. So that was horrible. 
and then he kind of gets rejuvenated with Sean McVay for that brief stint with the Rams, and he's been really good with Tampa Bay so far. So, again, that's one of the big games of the weekend, the Lions at Tampa Bay, 3 o'clock on Fox coming up this weekend. All right, we do have Brandon Drum coming up, 135. Next segment, Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon will be joining us, so uh, we'll talk what else in recruiting. Uh, Daniel Akinkunmi, again, his commitment uh, the other day, which was huge for Oklahoma, and Michael Bokanowski next Thursday. Looks like uh, Eddie Pierre-Louis is in uh, in shape to come to Oklahoma. Not in shape, but he's being projected to come to Oklahoma. We'll talk more with Brandon coming up here in a bit. In the meantime, text line 405-651-3439. On the text line, here's what we've got. Joe in Tulsa says, what's crazy is Jaden Rowe is even bigger than Boganowski and faster and playing corner. Jaden was at 10.300 meters. Does he stay at corner? When is he cleared to practice again? Now, Jaden Rowe, his issue throughout his first couple years at Oklahoma has been health. He has struggled to stay healthy, and he's not going to play in 2023 for Oklahoma his injury was season-ending, to my understanding, so you will not see him on the field until at least 2024 for the Sooners. But, yeah, I mean, that's a great example of a physical specimen that is certainly a larger body than average at defensive back. I My big question with Jaden Rowe has always been, okay, what what is he? Because it's very clear what Michael Boganowski is. He is either a hard-hitting, slightly undersized linebacker or he is a hard sitting or a hard hitting, slightly oversized safety. With Jaden Rowe, gosh, I remember when Oklahoma was recruiting that kid, and there was talk of making him into an edge rusher. He's that big. So ultimately, a the guy's got to stay healthy before you can figure out what he is. But b I don't think there's any telling once he is healthy what he becomes in Oklahoma's defense. And he also runs the risk at this point, having sat out the majority of two seasons due to injury. It, it, the natural battle that he's going to have to fight is can he make his way up the depth chart? Can he make some competitive headway on the practice field when so many of these guys at whatever position that he's going to be competing for snaps at have seen so much game action over the last year or two? All right, let's get uh, – got time for a couple more texts this segment. Brandon Drum again uh, coming up in our next segment, talking what else, Sooners and recruiting on the uh, Riverwind Casino hotline. But let's get a few more in here. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, Steely, because I've weighed in. I don't know that I've heard you weigh in. Jimmy and Edmund wants to know, what receiver do you see stepping into Andrell Anthony's spot? So sad for him being out for the year. I think the freshman will have a chance. I mean, you, you would think it's Nick Anderson, right? Um, you know, I know that uh, Anthony Speed was big. Brennan Thompson, though, is, is you know, he's he's a guy that you could put out there, you know, to beat somebody. Go, you know, run to the goal line. We're going to get it out there for you. We saw, you know, him come back and make that catch uh, with DG in the Iowa State game. But you would think it's got to be Nick Anderson, maybe some Jaden Gibson mixed in. Um I don't know. What did you think, Parker? Those seem to be the guys, and you probably start with Nick Anderson. By the way, what's his touchdown to receptions ratio? Is it eleven to six or thirteen to six? I can't remember, but it's yeah, he's it's got eleven high. catches. 
He's got 11 catches and six of them have gone for touchdowns. I mean, I think at this point, Nick Anderson is the plug-and-play replacement if there is one for Andrew Anthony because he's also the closest thing physically that you have to Anthony on the roster. So if you're looking for somebody to be what Andrew Anthony was for six games in the Oklahoma offense, it's pretty clear that Anderson is that guy. However, if you're looking for somebody to stretch the field the way that Anthony did, I think we're bound to see a little bit more of Brennan Thompson in the coming weeks, especially with the big 54-yard reception that he made against Iowa State in his first game of the 2023 campaign. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, and Nick Anderson has been phenomenal, and you've been a Nick Anderson guy for a long time, and we always thought, man, he looks like a prototypical, uh, you know, big-time pro receiver, and he's had an amazing season. Um, but, yeah, Brennan Thompson is still that guy that can get downfield, and he's got to be the fastest guy on the team, right? I mean, Brennan Thompson's got to be number one, right? That I would say he's – I forget who was asked about that, but some somebody was asked about his speed in postgame pressers, and I forget who it was. It was a player. They're like, yeah, he's up there. They didn't outright give him the crown, but they say, yeah, Brandon Thompson is up there. I mean, you got plenty of other guys on this roster who can run. Gavin Sawchuk can really run. Gentry Williams can really run. So I, 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 I would say Brandon Thompson, if I had to pick, if you had every single Sooner on the roster line up and run the 100 meters, I'd probably pick Brandon Thompson to win, but I think it'd be close. Let's break right here. We do have Brandon Drum joining us, OU Insider, Parker's colleague, and our, our very good friend, Brandon Drum, talking Sooner recruiting and more when we get back. It is an OAC Fiber Football Friday. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Always love being out here. Break time, coming right back. Keep it here in the home of Sooner fans. The one, the only, Ted Lehman is already here, and he will be here on uh, with you guys at 3 o'clock. Here at Riverwind Casino, and a great deal for you again if you come out and purchase a pair of Beats and Bites, Gin Blossoms, and Tonic tickets. For that show coming up October 22nd, outdoors on the uh, Coupel Works Beats and Bites stage here at Riverwind. That should be a great night to come out and see a show. If you come out and purchase a pair of Beats and Bites tickets for that show, the Gin Blossoms and Tonic, in person at the box office, you're going to receive an official Beats and Bites T-shirt free, $5 in bonus play, and one entry into a big drawing coming up at Riverwind Casino. So that's a heck of a deal. I've always said the Beats and Bites shows are the best entertainment value uh, in the area. So come on out and purchase a pair of Beats and Bites tickets in person at the box office and get those freebies. Heck of a deal. Brandon Drum joining us, Riverwind Casino Hotline. How is it going for you as a new girl dad so far? Uh, good. Uh, you know, she's she's actually really good. She's tough. Uh, just She usually sleeps pretty well. Uh, depending on the night, but uh, you know we we have our ups and downs with her, and, but it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's it's everything everybody says it is if you're a dad of a girl for sure. So it sounds like great execution by you guys so far. Uh, yeah, parental- yeah, great execution by mom. Dad, 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 dad. Don't, dad does as much as he can, which is not very much at this point. Uh, I'm rendered as just a helper holder type guy 
So. Brandon Drum joining us, Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, uh, your thoughts. We all expected the Sooners were going to get Daniel Akinkumi. He'd been silently committed for a while. But what's your take on uh, the big old lineman from London? Yeah, just a, a hardworking kid, a kid that has only been playing football for a few years, a kid that has a huge upside and one that uh, I think as he starts to I, – I, I, I'm assuming he's probably going to struggle a little bit when he first gets to Norman because it's going to be a completely different ball game than maybe he's accustomed to. And it's one thing for people to tell him how hard it's going to be when you get to America to play football on this level. Uh, It's another for it to come to fruition now. I think he's going to be a guy that embraces that grind. Uh, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster when he first gets there. But once he hits his stride, uh, I think he has an upside to be uh, a potential all-conference starter, contributor type guy for Oklahoma for years to come, and uh, which means you know that's a big deal heading into the SEC. You need those type of guys on your team. And he has a lot of leader qualities, a lot of leader qualities. He's a very, very well-spoken, very smart kid, very uh, analytical kid that sees the big picture. And you need those type of guys on your team as leaders, as vocal guys, as guys that uh, people can get behind and – you know, when when there's issues going on within the team, you need those type of captain-type guys on the, uh, that he has the potential to be. So uh, I think all the way around you're getting a really good player with a huge upside on and off the field for Oklahoma. Brandon, tell us a little bit about where Oklahoma stands early in the process with one of the top players that was at the Red River Showdown last weekend. That's a guy that you're going to see tonight, actually, in elite 2025 offensive tackle Michael Fasusi. Yeah, I think, look, I've talked to people. Most people feel that Oklahoma is the leader. Uh, Texas is right there. I think it's like 1A, 1B, maybe, you know, 1, 2, real close to, if you will, with Texas right behind Oklahoma. I think seeing Oklahoma do what they did in the Red River rivalry was very, very big for him. Not enough to, like, separate Oklahoma at a huge distance from Texas, but I think enough that, you have a definitive leader that people can actually see it. And I think they buy it now more than anything else. And I think that's the big deal. Um, He's been to Oklahoma on a few occasions, uh, several occasions, actually. Uh, Jaden Hardy, his teammate, uh, they normally uh, travel up together. I'm uh, I'm told there's a good chance they're at the UCF game on the 21st, so we'll see if that takes place. Uh, so I mean, as long as you can keep you can keep getting the five star up to campus, you keep selling you know the development, the fact that you're going to have some NFL guys. And look, there's four guys I think on the offensive line right now that are true NFL guys here in the next two years for Oklahoma. And if you look through the depth chart, there's probably you know seven to eight guys total that Bill Beanbow will be able to push into the league once again. So 
already on the roster. So I think that is a big deal to all these uh, recruits, particularly the offensive line. You know, uh, the NIL portion of it's always going to be big. It's going to be good for them because that's such a critical component to all teams, offensive, defensive line. But when you add the NIL and then you add the development portion of it and what Bill Beanbow has done throughout his career at Oklahoma, it makes Oklahoma a very, very hard team to beat on the recruiting trail, particularly guys that are from Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Kansas, you know, this region. Brandon, uh, switching away from recruiting, I want to get your thought on uh, Danny Stutzman and, uh, you know, the likelihood that he'll be back <laughs> at Oklahoma. We still have a lot of football season to be played, but, man, he's playing so great uh, that, you know, that's that's great for Sooner fans, but they'd love to see him back next year as well. What are you thinking about that right now? I mean, if he makes the amount of money he could potentially make in NIL this year, and I know he hasn't. People need to understand he didn't really have a market coming out of high school. 2021 was literally uh, right on the cusp or right at the start of the NIL portion, and nobody really knew what was going on. There wasn't a lot of collective set up at that time. So he didn't have a huge market coming out of high school. The market he's built is essentially the market he's gotten while he's at Oklahoma. And now throughout the last, you know, six weeks that, that has expanded tremendously for him. Uh, with his personality, he's done a really good job with the Boz glasses, building his brand up, a lot of the, the goofiness that he does, the, the, the I guess, the personality that he exudes publicly to everybody has been embraced when you consider his play and you add that along with it. So I think, you know... I don't want to say he leaves just because, you know, if you're a third, fourth, fifth-round guy and you're at the University of Oklahoma and you can make, you know, close to a million dollars, you know, $500,000 million, go get yourself a Lords of London insurance policy on your name. Uh, If you get injured, you can't play, it costs you money, you know, they subsidize that, all that type of stuff. If you can if you can get those type of things uh, to go along with it, and you have the NIL package that he's going to probably get as he continues to play well and build up his brand, I could see him returning. No, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination. But he's built himself up a nice little NIL. Uh, following a nice little NIL package that he can he can continue to build off of each and every week that he performs on the field. And, he, you know, if he goes off and wins the Buckus Award and becomes the first-team All-American, I uh, wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Collective throw some pretty hefty money at him to stick around, kind of like they tried to do with Anton Harrison last year. Brandon, Emmett Jones was having no trouble recruiting to the University of Oklahoma already, but with the play of those wide receivers under Jones's tutelage through the first six games, how much does that open up the future possibilities for Oklahoma in terms of the playmakers that they're going to be able to recruit at wide receiver? I mean, you look at who he's going to go see this week. I mean, he's already been to see Zion Kearney. He's going to go see... Andrew Mars, uh, Jacaden Ferguson, 
all those Houston area receivers in the 25 class, and there's a lot of them. Uh, then he's going to go see Zion Raggins, maybe go touch a couple other guys out in the southeast region before coming back. So I, the, the possibilities are endless. You have Elijah Thomas already committed. Um, you have, uh, obviously, uh, Jaden Nickens committed. I mean, there is a – it, it just it keeps expanding. And if they keep performing, there's going to be some big names. And, and look – what if, what if Clemson continues to struggle offensively? What if um, Texas A&M continues to struggle? You know, does that lead to a Brian Wesco, Terry Bussey type of potential flips? I mean, there, the possibilities are endless with his personality, with his connections uh, in, the, in just the state of Texas, being a former head coach, uh, and, and just that fraternity that they have down there. And then you add all the talent that's in that state. Uh, you add the the play that Oklahoma's had, the, the development of the wide receivers, and you know, like you like you kind of hinted at, the possibilities are endless. They are they're endless moving forward in the 24, 25, 26, 27 classes, and he might have one of the deepest wide receiver cores in the country already. I mean, it, surprisingly, I might add, because nobody predicted that. We all thought that may be a weak link on the Oklahoma's offense, and we were proven wrong, at least through six games so far. And if that continues to be the case, he could have one of the stronger units moving forward for years to come, and and that's solely because of his personality, his development, uh, and his ability to reach the kids and help them understand what they have to do to improve and that's a lost start. A lot of guys don't want to develop these days. They want to go to the portal. And they want to go grab the, the next new uh, big-name guy that they can come in and make them look good. Well, development still is part of the process, and if you have a guy that can get guys out of the portal and develop, that's, that's a two-for-two two type deal, and Brent Venables has that, I think, in Emmett Jones. Brandon Drum, ladies and gentlemen, with us every Friday on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon, we appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank you, guys. Brandon Drum joining us, OU Insider. All right. Break time right here. We've got one more segment to go. Teddy's coming up later today out of here at uh, Riverwind as well. we got a big show coming up tomorrow night, Showplace Theater, with uh, Carly Pierce. And we've got the big 80K Friday night Frights drawing tonight. Get on out of here and win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. Somebody's going to win. Well, they'll have multiple winners, actually, tonight, but why not you, right? Why not you? All right, let's break. Come back. One more segment for us before we get locked in right here on The Ref. One final segment out here. Steel Man and Thune, Friday edition, Riverwind Casino. Parker's on the road. Got to see the Lee Summit guys uh, yesterday. Going to go uh, visit with Grant Bricks. I'm going to tell you, Friday nights are always big at Riverwind. The 80K Friday Night Frights uh, drawings are happening tonight. Don't forget the Carly Pierce concerts tomorrow at the Showplace Theater. And my man Reed tells me they've got a great deal for you. Patrons that purchase a pair of Beats and Bites tickets for the Gin Blossoms and Tonic Show coming up October 22nd, are going to get, if they buy these tickets again, a pair of them for the Beats and Bites show October 22nd, Gin Blossoms and Tonic, 
buy them in person at the box office, and you're going to get a Beats and Bites official T-shirt for free, and you're going to get $5 in bonus play, and you're going to get one entry into one of the upcoming big Riverwind promotions. So, heck of a deal. And I've already said the Beats and Bites shows outdoors. This should be a great night, October 22nd. Are the best uh, value in entertainment locally. They're only ten bucks. Kids under twelve get in free. Got great food trucks, great music, craft beer from Coupeel Works. Can't beat it. All right, uh, Parker. I want to play these again before we get out of here. All right, because we're going to have to shelve these for a while. So before we have to put them on the shelf, uh, one more time. Uh, the dumbass clip of the week this week. Came from a Longhorn, a very upset, very out-of-touch Longhorn. Uh, Nash Talks, Texas. Here is our dumbass clip of the week. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> Texas, really, at the end of the day, like, in my opinion, okay, y'all can call me crazy for thinking this or whatever, we beat the, we beat the ever-loving <laughs> out of Oklahoma today. We beat the <laughs> out of that team. And we lost! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. <clears throat> what a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> All right, and then we had the Texas uh, YouTube meltdown guy. And if you haven't seen that video, uh, I retweeted it. It's near the top of my account on my X account, the uh, Twitter account. X, I'm not saying X. Why did, dude, don't ever say X. Twitter account. Uh, and you will hear the Texas YouTube guy reacting to the following plays. A Texas touchdown, the early touchdown pass to the tight end who was running wide-ass open. And then the Sooners' goal line stand. Then you'll hear a reaction to the Jonathan Brooks touchdown. Then you'll hear the reaction to the Dylan Gabriel to Nick Anderson touchdown. And then you'll hear the final play of the game. This is uh, Texas YouTube Meltdown guy. Play fake. Ewers. Ewers. A wide open receiver. That's a touchdown. Come on. He didn't get it. He didn't get in. He didn't get in, chat. They're going to hand the ball off. Go. Go, Brooks. Go, Brooks. Go, baby. Jonathan Brooks. Touchdown. Gabriel. Wide open. And it's a Touchdown! They're gonna bring pressure, man. Ewers. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's in the end zone. To be honest with you, they lost. They lost. There you go. Ah, uh, so much fun when the Longhorns lose and break down like that. All right, Parker. Before we get out of here, uh, what is your pick on the uh, Notre Dame SC game? Mule Shoe and company going down in South Bend tomorrow night. I am rolling with Notre Dame, Steely. I am rolling with Marcus Freeman and the Fighting Irish. I'm a big Marcus Freeman fan. I really like him. I like his coaching style. I like him as a person. And they've had some tough luck thus far this season. They had every opportunity to knock off Ohio State, lost on the last play of the football game. I I think going up against a one-dimensional USC team, and I'm putting it about as mildly and as kindly as I possibly can with that USC team. I think especially at home in South Bend with a raucous crowd behind them at Notre Dame Stadium, 
I think the Fighting Irish get it done and derail the Trojans' hopes of a Pac-12 title. Because with Oregon and Washington undefeated, gosh, man, Pac-12 doesn't look half bad this year. I hope you're right. I hope you are right. Uh, I am uh, leaning towards Notre Dame. I'm going to pick them in a really close one. Interesting, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports said uh, with Plank this morning, he's picking USC and that USC should be favored. I hope Lee Sterling is wrong. We've got to hope and pray. All right, Parker, enjoyed it. I know you're getting locked in. Coming up, we got Teddy on the way here later at Riverwind. want to thank Justin, Reed, everybody out here at Riverwind Casino. They are awesome. Big drawing tonight, 80K, Friday Night Frights, promotional drawing. Big show tomorrow night, Showplace Theater with Carly Pierce. I hope everybody has a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you.